down with the music behind the music you will be inspired to think higher realize your gift join the muses and share turn us up and through your speakers is the It is the Muses Behind the Music, and welcome to everybody. I am your host, Michelle Fallon, and I have the esteemed privilege of having a very intimate, beautiful conversation with one I can call friend, who is an artist manager of some very incredible talent in the world today, uh, the String Queens, Matthew Whitaker. Uh, I mean, she just has such a plethora of knowledge, experience. Her experience base is nuts, you all. I can't wait for her to be able to share with us because uh, I've got a lot of questions to ask. It is, uh, ja can I call you the jazz artist manager, Michelle? Sure. All right, great. Because, um, <laughs> you know, the, your roster, I mean, is so, it's extensive, and yet you've got all of these people who really fit into the jazz genre. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, newsies, I have with us Michelle Taylor. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm honored. Wow. Oh, Thank great. You. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was so happy that you were like, yes, I will be able to do this. Because, you know, oftentimes, um, we as artists, at least for me, one of the major questions that I have always had was about artist management. First of all, I will share that what you all do um, is really, y'all are the unspoken heroes ah. of the artist. Uh, you know, you are behind stage. You're, you remind me of the background vocalists. You know, everybody isn't always designed to have their um, notoriety out in the front. So we're um, 20 feet from stardom. Is that it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are stars. You are. You're, you're still stars. I mean, what you have to do uh, for the artist, you know, you're managing their schedules. Yep. You're managing your own schedule. Yep. Um, I mean, what an amazing balance. I don't know if you can uh, say that you feel that way, that you have, um, if that's the main word, that you have to establish balance because yeah. you have to take care of it. So share with us a, a, a little bit. First of all, I'd love to know how you chose jazz. Why jazz? Well, you know, it's interesting because from the time I was a little girl, eight years old, um, my father was a big jazz bow. You know, okay. he loved the music. And I recall um, from a very young girl, um, my father on Sundays would put the music, would put jazz music. We had speakers mm. in the basement. He would put the speakers to the window of the basement facing the backyard and would literally serenade the neighborhood with jazz. Wow. And um, I just remember putting my face to the screen of my bedroom because something clicked. Mm -hmm. I said, I like this. I like this music. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just, I guess, because my father had it around us in the house. I just gravitated toward it. And, but you know what? I'll say this. I've always, I love all types of music. Yeah. Frankly. I mean, I. I sort of subscribe to the adage that Duke Ellington spoke years ago when he said there are two kinds of music, good and the other kind. <laughs> right. so if it's good, yeah. you know, if it's good, I'm with it. I love classical. I love uh -huh. um, Latin music. I love hip hop. I love jazz. I love, you know, jazz is my forte, but I love all kinds of music. And, and I know when, um, when I first got into the business, I was so blessed in that I said, you know, I want to get into the music business. I knew from the time I was in my late teens that I wanted to get into the music business. And because I had such a love for jazz, I said, okay, I'm going to look for a job and I want to get into the music business promoting jazz. Awesome. You know, promoting and marketing jazz. And lo and behold, God bless me with my first gig at Blue Note Records. 
you know, oh, how, you know, I mean that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it was an amazing a gig, and and I learned so much, and then and then just went on from there. But that's sort of how I started doing jazz. I love the music. I love it. I love the creators of the music. Um, it's just a, you know, like the name of my company, pa Passion Music Group. It's it's yeah. indeed my passion. Yeah, that's that's evidence. So if anybody ever looks at your Facebook page, if we have anyone who are um, followers of Michelle Taylor, you will definitely know that uh, she is a jazz lover. I mean, you know, it's it's um, it's certainly good to be, you know, for for the artist to be back out there and have mm -hmm. the opportunity to work. You know, during the summer, it's been fantastic because a lot of the, I mean, it's jazz festivals and they're outdoors, which is fantastic. And 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 the presenters try very hard to be um covid safe yeah you know they try and do what they can to to maintain social distancing and and checking um you know vaccinations and so forth and i have to say that part of the comfort for me and for my uh clients is that a lot of the venues are are vaccination required yeah and yeah. so that helps, you know, that really helps. And then, and then too, a lot of the presenters, not only do they require vaccinations, but they also are not operating some of them. Some of them are, but, but a lot of the ones that we've dealt with thus far are operating with a limited capacity, yeah. meaning not 100% full. They're, they're doing half full or maybe 70% full just to keep some sort of distance, you know? So yeah. So you know it's it's interesting we're we're open but we're not fully back yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like when that will happen but the whole festival season you know has been sort of a, a hybrid type of season because a lot of festivals that normally would happen in June yeah. were all happening in September. So September was a busy September October um busy festival time and it's just been great seeing artists and seeing other, you know, my colleagues and seeing friends that I haven't seen for 18 months. Yeah. You know, it's been, it's been, it's been great. And just to be able to hear and for the artists to, to get that love and, and energy from a live audience, you know, listen, we all had to, the artists had to do what they had to do as far as, you know, performing virtually and so forth during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like a live audience. There is nothing like it. Nothing no, at yeah. all. Yeah. I, you know, I was sharing with uh, some people, even about this platform, uh, you know, doing the podcast. The reason that I love to do live, because people have asked, you know, well, why not record it? There's something for me about feeling like I'm a part of the stage. Yes. Yes. It's a yes. connection that, you know, with, you know, it being a media, you know, when you go into a live concert, you're there, you're feeling the energy, the atmosphere, the people that you don't get that same feeling when, you know, you're doing it pre-recorded and there are edits. I just like the in the moment sure. kind of thing, sure. you know, in and it's time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, and it's a struggle. I as a vocalist and I'm in the classical world. It's going to be a rather interesting uh, movement when we're going back in because most of our venues are indoors. So we're, you know, yeah. even in planning right now, we're we're a little bit frazzled and pulling our hair out and wondering what that's going to look like six months down the road for a concert. Right. Um, um, you know, do you do without masks? Because we're talking about aggregations of. 200 people or even 30 people singing next to each other. You can't social distance sure. like that. And so it's a lot of different changes, but I'm so glad that we're back. Michelle, you were talking earlier about um, working with uh, uh, BMI? Um, EMI. Yes. And I want to know, I want to know personally, because you, uh, what it was like, you have some names here, what it was like to work with Abby Lincoln, Diva. Awesome. She was, she was, she was regal, you know, to work with, you had an experience when you worked with Abby, she was just the way she even carried herself, the way yeah. she spoke. She was just, I mean, I remember taking, you know, riding with her in a limo 
I don't think it was a limo. It was just a regular town car, but to an interview. Mm -hmm. And just, just listening to her talk was just, you know, yeah, I was just in awe, just listening because she was she enunciated and she was just so, you know, always man, just she's regal. so always, like, yes, just regal. Yeah, know? she is royalty indeed. Yeah, just, yeah, just complete yeah, royalty indeed. Yeah, and Shirley yeah. Horn yeah. and Betty Carr. I mean, some of the greats that I have watched. I have gone mm. to Blues Alley and um, Carter Barron and seen these people in live performance. And mm. oh my gosh, just been so completely mesmerized by what it is that they do to a song, how they yes. present themselves on stage. Yes. And so yes. th that's pretty awesome uh, to have had that opportunity working with them. What is the difference between the manager and um, the agent? I know a lot of people get those confused. Let me raise my own hand, okay? Sure. In getting that confused uh, outside of the, um, the pricing. <laughs> well, you know, there's some managers are agents as well. Okay, you know, they do they do the the duo jobs, but that's not something I ever really wanted to do. Um, management sort of oversees the entire career of the artist. Um, there are many facets to the success of an artist, and mm. a manager sort of oversees all of it. And the booking agent, if you will, is the person whose job it is to try and secure work, trying to try to secure gigs for the artist. That's gotcha. what they do all day, every day. Okay. And if a manager is also the booking agent, that's a lot of work. I mean, they do that as well. And there I you know, I do that for clients as well, try to, you know, try to secure um, opportunities for mm -hmm. work. For those that don't have agents yet, um, yeah. But but you know that's not my full time gig. Uh, a booking agent, that's their full time gig. You know, I I help with everything else. I help with um, you know once say for instance once the uh, booking agent secures the gig for the artist, then I sort of take over from there. When once we have the signed contract. Then I start working with the presenter to make certain that everything is right for the artist when they do their performance. Mm -hmm. um, I also help the artist uh, secure a record deal, if that's the case. I mean, nowadays mm -hmm. it's not as important as it used to be. Um, I also help any, you know, if there are any other opportunities um you know, we try to look for other opportunities, other revenue streams, mm -hmm. other other opportunities for branding, all kinds of things. Or we do a lot of the administrative work when it comes to, you know, working with the artists and their gigs. Yeah. We, we plan touring with the booking agent. There's just so much. You know, and I will say this, one of the big um, differences that people get confused uh, or may not know is basically the fee structure. Yeah. The fee structure, an agent gets paid a percentage by based on the gigs that they book, right? But an, a manager is supposed to be paid on any type of revenue stream that comes in to the artist. We don't get paid by the gig. We get paid by the revenue stream. What if the artist is, you know, writing a book or if they get a a part in a movie or, you know, we get a percentage mm -hmm. to get a percentage of that. Now, you know, unfortunately with jazz artists, a lot of times those other opportunities are few and far between. So it appears as though the manage, manager is being paid by the gig, but if that's the only source of revenue, then that's what it is. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the biggest misconception about management and booking agents. Managers don't necessarily get paid by the gig. That's how a booking agent gets paid. So how do we know when it's time? Uh, because, uh, and does it always, uh, you know, mean that I'm an artist and I need to have an agent or a manager in representation? Can I do this thing all on my own? Although I recognize how very difficult that task is when yeah. you become your everything, but really, yeah. but how do I know when it's time? 
Well, a couple of things. One of my dear friends and colleagues once coined the acronym PRICE, P-R-I-C-E. Mm-hmm. Um, if an artist is performing, if an artist is recording, if an artist is innovating, if an artist is composing, and if an artist is educating. Mm. That is price. That sort of then can give you an idea of whether you feel like you're ready. Um, because at the end of the day, you have to understand a couple of things. One, um, a manager, it's a business. Yeah. A business. So if you if you bring on a manager, just understand that that manager is going to take a percentage off the top of whatever money you get. Right. I was just alluding to before. Also, um, just because you have a manager doesn't necessarily mean that your career is going to automatically take off. <laughs> and a lot of people do think so. Uh, and I, a lot of people end up getting managers and agents because they believe this is the way for me to become the star. Well, exactly. And, and, and it is very hard as an artist to do it all yourself, mm -hmm. especially when you're, I mean, the, the artist has to work on their craft. You have to sing, you have to work on your craft. So if you have a lot of business stuff that's getting in between you and your craft, it becomes very challenging. Mm -hmm. um, and there are so many independent artists that are doing so well without an agent or without a manager. Right. It's, it's not easy. And, and to be frank, I mean, it's, I think that there should be, and there should be actually, um, you should work. You should have the ability to work. Mm -hmm. so if you're doing a lot of work. That's part of when you feel or, or when it might be time to get a manager, because if you're doing a lot of things um, already, so a manager can enhance that. It doesn't necessarily mean again, that you're going to be, you know, any more successful than what you already are, but we certainly give it our best shot. Right. You know I, mean? I mean, we have contacts and we have experience and all of that, but you know, I always like to say, um, past performance does not guarantee future results, right? <laughs> so you hear that on commercials, right? It's right. so true because, you know, people may think, oh, you know, Matthew Whitaker, she math manages Matthew Whitaker or the string queens or whomever, and they see them out there doing what they're doing. And then they say, oh, I want her. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that, that same level is going to be attained working yes. with this client, working with this artist. Right. As much as we may try, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, it's you know, every experience is different. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like the fact that you, you even said that you still, as the artist, you still have to work. And I think that um, some artists might put that aside or forget that that's their responsibility. Like management does not now mean or having an agent that you lax. That's that right. means you have to dig into it all, right. the, all the more. At least, at least to me, that's how I would see it. So you as the manager, are you looking for something in particular? If an artist comes to you, do you say yes? all the time or are there certain things that you're going to do your research on sure. and say oh I'm I definitely would like to have this artist underneath me because they rep represent some of the principles that I stand on x y and z what does that look like for you sure. Absolutely I mean that's just like the artist will look for something in a manager Yeah we managers look for something in artists and you're right you know oftentimes if if uh and it happens rarely, especially with jazz artists, because jazz artists hustle. They work so hard. It's rare that you find a jazz artist just laying back, laying in the cut, just waiting for things to happen. That just doesn't. Right. <laughs> we, listen, jazz artists work hard. My, my, you know, my wonderful creators in this, in the jazz field, they work hard. And, you know, because they, they know how difficult it is for jazz anyway. You know, that old thing we, you know, we've been treated like the, 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 you know, the, 
the child that nobody wants to know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we don't get the opportunities that pop artists get. So we have to fight for every little thing that we get. And and jazz artists understand that. So I have found it, uh, I, found, I found it very rare when a, a jazz artist just kind of sits back and lays in the cut and just kind of waits for things to happen. Mm -hmm. um, it's a partnership, you know, um, management and artists, it's a partnership. And I do my part and the artist has to do their part. Um, so, you know, for me, when I look, what I look for in an artist, um, of course, talent, you know, I, 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 you know, I look for talent and I look for um, someone that's really out there working and making things happen for themselves. Yeah. You know, because that way it makes my job more, um, I'm, I'm more excited to work with an mm -hmm. artist that's really out here doing stuff. You know, let me jump on board and let's do this together. Yes. You know, that's kind of what I look for. Um, I also look for temperament. You know, I was on a, a panel not too long ago and someone someone asked, um, would you, do you look for talent or temperament? You know, mm. what's more important? They're both important, um, but temperament is important as well because I work, I work really hard, you know, when I work 12, 14, 16 hours a day on your behalf, you know, I don't want to get on the phone with you and you're funky toward me or. <laughs> we don't do fun. No, not when I'm working every day on your right. behalf for little to no money. Basically, yeah. I yeah. do it because it's what I love to do. But, you know, talent is one thing that'll get you that'll get you places. No question. Mm -hmm. But temperament will bring you right down. Absolutely. You know, once you get out there and people start feeling, you know, you once reputation, once your reputation spreads that you're, you know, hard to deal with. And that's, you know, that's what they say. Oh, he or she is tough to deal with, you know, or, you know, you know, you, you don't treat people well. I'm a guy. Yeah. You have to be kind. Yeah. You know, I, I, you have to be nice. And listen, goodness knows there have been times when I have not been nice. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I'm trying to get stuff done on behalf of my clients. So sometimes right. you have to go there in order, especially as a woman, you have to come go on. There, yes. I mean? Yeah. But for the most part, I have found that you, you get more done on behalf of your client by being flexible, being nice. And, mm -hmm. and try to understand the other side as well, you know, but that whole, you know, that whole diva mentality. Mm -mm. You no, know, I, I wonder, though, um, because I, I, we don't hear um, that same kind of um, rhetoric to men, you know, oh, he's hard to work with. When we hear that, they're right. specifically talking about women. And I often wonder, uh, you know, how much we find ourselves, um, you know, lessening or always trying to reserve the way that we approach things because we know with automacy, we're going to be judged. If yeah. we, if it comes out the wrong way, ooh, then we're going to get the, the looks, the attitude, the reputation changes about yeah. us. Do you find that that happens that maybe you soften your temperament um, because you just know how the world is going to respond to yeah. you being a woman, you know, and well, is that fair? Is that you know, fair? Well, no, it's not fair. We know that, mm -hmm. you know, we have to work twice as hard and twice as long. And as a black woman, even more so. Um, so no, it's, it's not fair. It's never been fair. But, um, you know, when I was when I used to run the jazz division at Atlantic Records, the mm -hmm. first woman in the industry to do so, Come on. It, was, it was a challenge. Thank you. It was yes. a challenge because I was constantly, first of all, the person that was up for the job that I took thought that he was a shoe in for the job because he had the ear of the president of the company. Mm. But, you know, then I came in and got the job and it was just a it was a nightmare working with this person. And I got challenged so much because yeah. simply because I was a woman. And even now, I'm, I mean, I am challenged all the time. Oh, I believe it. I Wholeheartedly. Mean, you, you know, yeah. just recently I was told that I was difficult. Just recently I was, <laughs> I was, I was difficult. And I and 
I really wasn't difficult. I was just asking questions because my information coming from you was incomplete. <laughs> so I had to ask the questions and, and I wasn't, I wasn't unpleasant. I was pleasant all the time. But again, from a man looking at me, they're like, because I'm asking a lot of questions, oh, she's difficult. Right. And so basically when I, when I finally had the opportunity to speak with the gentleman, I said, and I said that very thing. I said, well, you know, I, I was just answering. I was just trying to get answers for on behalf of my client. Mm -hmm. And I said, and to be honest with you, you really haven't seen difficult. <laughs> I, love I mean, that's real. I love you it. haven't seen difficult. This was that's just right. me getting questions answered. Mm -hmm. And I was kind and I was courteous and I was patient and I was flexible. Um, but I still, but, you know, he felt like he needed to pull me aside. Wow. And tell me that I was wow. being difficult. And I'm like, no, that, wow. no, no, that wasn't being difficult. Mm -mm. Not surprising. I love your answer, though. There was a question that came in that asked about agents and managers being able to organize the artist's musical growth for an album. Or mm -hmm. should the, they, the artist, already have an idea or plan ready, meaning production, marketing, yeah. and the executive plan? Sure. Um, I think the artist should have a an idea of what they want to do. If not, then we sit down and we talk about it together. And it also depends on what stage the artist is in. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I try not to insert myself too much from a um, creative standpoint, from a repertoire standpoint. Um, but I do try and help um, provide some guidance as far as what I feel is necessary um, for the artist's career at this point, you know, right. I'm just shifting yes. my, um, you know, like if you've been making, you know, records that kind of sound the same, well, it's time to change it up a little bit. I am happy and always willing to work with the artist about their upcoming record. Mm -hmm. If they haven't recorded before, absolutely. We'll talk about what I think and what might be good. Um, if they're, they have a long history of recording, you know, then we'll talk about, well, okay, you've made three records. Let's try to change it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily like to talk about repertoire, but I will talk about um, putting together a record from a marketing standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and I might suggest, you know, an artist or a guest or something like that, but ultimately, um, you know, it's up to the artist. And if they, if they want my advice i'm happy to share yeah and if they don't that's okay too you know? so i, I want to um also piggyback on uh uh we'll go back to something that you had you were sharing earlier and just get your thoughts and feedback i i was married to um a, a jazz musician mm -hmm. a, a dynamic jazz musician at mm -hmm. that and uh, you know it's interesting to me that jazz is a music that people all over the world are always trying to learn and uh, mimic the style and the sound of it and then have their own uh, creativity um, in, in the industry. Yet the musicians are still so very underpaid. Mm. Yeah. Underpaid. Why do you think that is that in uh, this beloved historical American um, art form, we're still struggling with being able to give these musicians their just due. You know, it all comes down to, um, and this is this is really terrible, but it does. It comes down to um, dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if it's if if a presenter feels, you know, there are a certain amount of uh, artists that have attained a certain level of notoriety that can like sell out a venue. Yes. If you will. Um, and they are the ones that make the most money because it's about business, especially now, yeah. especially now since the pandemic. I mean, jazz artists have always struggled. They don't get the same opportunities as I noted uh, as pop artists. They certainly mm -hmm. don't get paid the same. Um, and the venues are much smaller for art for jazz artists. There's less of an opportunity to make that much money because the venue has to make their money. 
Yeah. And, and what we're finding now, you know, and I can't blame them, is the presenters, you know, I was mentioning the, the festivals uh, you know, that have happened this summer and so forth, and a lot of the venues, what they're doing to make up lost revenue that they lost in 2020, you know, they're doing like these hybrid programs where they're literally just presenting big name artists mm. because they know that they'll sell out Period. the venue. Absolutely. And they'll be able to make back some of the revenue that they lost in 2020. Yeah. But we're always up against, um, you know, dollars and cents with the presenters. You know, how much, how many butts are you going to put in the seats? Yeah. You know, Period. If you sell out the venue, you get, if you, or if you're, you know, nothing is a guarantee. But if you have a history of doing that, then you're more able to command a higher fee, yeah. you know, and, and the fee process is a building process. You know, you have to really get out there because you may think you deserve to make more money, but until you show that presenter that you can fill their room, mm -hmm. they don't have yeah. to pay you top dollar. Yeah. It's always proof. You've always got to show proof. It's and funny. It's unfortunate, because, it's unfortunate yeah. because you know what ends up happening? The same top tier artists are the ones that are making all of the money and and those that are out here working hard every day and that are, that are amazing 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 musicians absolutely. and performers are not being given their their just due quite absolutely frankly, from, a, from a financial standpoint absolutely do That's you awesome. do you push for that as um oh, as yeah. a manager to oh, yeah. ensure yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just so crucial i mean this is livelihood and this is also passion and love. And I'm speaking directly for and towards the jazz artists. Um, and, and, and yet, um, you know, I, I get it. I get the whole structure yeah. of things and, and how they still have to, um, you know, beat the pavement on their own jazz musicians. My hat goes off to, to <laughs> you all for real, for real, because I watched being, married to um, a jazz musician uh, yeah. before and seeing yeah. what it's like. And still today, you know, cause I always used to say to him, um, you were at the club from eight at night until three in the morning. And this is what they want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like That's it's real. Like, we got some bills yeah. to pay. It's I need tough. you to go back. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's, it's, and like I said, it's, it's, you know, since the pandemic, it, it was even worse, you know, and again, with yes. things starting to open up, even though, you know, even some presenters who would like to pay more can't because they just don't have the revenue. They're yeah. trying to make up revenue from 2020. Yeah. So it's, it's a different, it's just different. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, we used to, you know, you look at the amount of records, say, I mean, people don't even buy records anymore. But back in the day, back in the day, a few years ago, when people used to buy records, you look at the disparity between what a pop artist would sell and what a jazz artist would sell. And the pop artist is in the studio pressing buttons, pro tools, <laughs> and the jazz artist is in the studio killing it with, you know, live music and just, you know. Right. <laughs> it's just, it, it's never been, it's never been fair. It's never been fair. I hope you know? we find. I hope we find a way to rectify that um, because yeah, me too. It's, it's it really is time. You know, during the pandemic, we all had all kinds of experiences and thoughts, and I I will say that there were some great things for me that took place during the pandemic because mm -hmm. it was an unexpected, much needed respite. Was. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was also able to, to plan and to wrap my mind around things to come, uh, goals that were not accomplished before, but were getting accomplished and things that I want to set out. How did the pandemic shape for you? I get it with the performances, but how did it shape for you on a personal and a business level for maybe the things that you used to do before pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, and then now afterward, you're like, I will never return to that again uh, because I learned the benefit of whatever this was during this time. Well, you spoke earlier about balance mm. and I've learned 
about how important that is. Even though I work a lot, I also understand that when I want to do me, I'm going to do me no matter. <laughs> You know, that's right. super important. Yeah. Um, I think from a business perspective, I've kind of um, came to some goals that I want to achieve um, down the road. I kind of know what I want to do with my business um, and how I want to grow it. Mm -hmm. um, I also think I learned from a financial standpoint how to diversify better. Yes. Oh, um, that's good. Yeah. You know, because it's we can't we can't put our eggs in one basket. So they say we yes. have to, we do have to diversify. And mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that I've learned that more during the pandemic, I'm getting better at learning that now. Um, you know, but I think for me, it's about um, on a personal tip, just balance and, and mental health and taking a break because I work a lot. I'm bl yeah. very blessed with artists that are just doing things. They're working, yes. they're moving and shaking. It's been a blessing. I've been so honored to, to work with the clients that I have. Um, they're busy. So when they're busy, I'm busier, mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. but, but I, I, I have to, I've learned that I, I do have to stop yeah. and take a break. And I haven't, haven't quite gotten to the point of taking a vacation yet. Uh oh. <laughs> Fix that. I'm working on that. I'm I'm working on that. You know, because it's it's you know just the idea of like oh my gosh, like know. you know. But I, I know I agree with you. I and I totally get it. I I literally when I take a vacation, I have to tell everybody and really right. prep myself. Like the first two days, no emails, and it's hard right. for me it's to hard. not look at the phone or it's I don't I can't take the laptop. I literally have to isolate myself. Yeah. on on an island on a beach yeah. somewhere with nothing else other than the water and sand it, it is hard. it's hard to disconnect like i might say that i'm going off the grid but that's hard to do you know when you have your phone right there you know and your phone's yeah up. and you know again for me as a manager when i have artists on the road i have to be available yeah it's not like i can it's not like i can just shut it down you know if i have a client in europe you know, I have to be available because if something happens with a flight or a, a show or a, and now mm. with the added, you know, now we're dealing with all of the um, COVID the, vaccine COVID restrictions and all, yes, and, and testing and this and that. So it's it's even more for us that we have to be available because at any given point in time, I could get a phone call like, oh my God, I'm I can't get out of the airport because I didn't get tested and da, 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 you know what I mean? It's so, I'm on, I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, but see, <laughs> you, Not you know, that's not going to work. That doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and even with assistance, you know, even with an assistant, it's still not the same as doing it yourself. Very true. Because you still have to communicate to the assistant. What's what has to be done. Right. Right. You right. So you may as well just be there. You just, can't just say, okay, look, handle it. Although sometimes it, you know, depending on where you are, it's like, sometimes you do have to say, okay, you got this, you know, what's going on. If anything comes up, you know where I am, but yes. don't reach out to me unless it's an extreme emergency. Yeah. But yeah. it's hard to even do that because Very I true. feel so compelled to handle everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but that's the nature of what you do. Yeah. You're handling things, you yeah. know, um, and so I even handle I, my family, which drives them crazy. <laughs> They'll be all right. Just they can't turn it off. They're like, oh, my God, just handle your clients. Stop handling us. <laughs> I'm not a manager like you are. But in my house, I manage and my kids would say the same thing. Exactly. But you they would say the same thing. You're managing your household. You <laughs> that's know, you're true. You're managing your life. So in essence, we're all managers, right? Very, very true. And that's why I applaud you all to take on the responsibility of trying to find this balance with other people's lives. It's not just the yeah. career aspect. I mean, really, yeah. that's a huge chunk of who they are and their life and how they move. And if you're just an individual, not you specifically, Michelle, but you as a, a manager just all over the place. Oh, I could only imagine the difficulty that oh, it would present it would to an work. artist. It never. would never work. It I mean, never. if I were an artist, I wouldn't want a manager like that. 
Right. I wouldn't want a manager that, you know, part of being, you know, part for, for artists, I think in, in looking for a manager, you want to know that they're able to, they're detail oriented yeah, and they're focused and, you know, they have the temperament that I look for in an artist. They want to know that I have a, a, a calm, relatively calm temperament yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it works both ways. But uh, if I were an artist, I, I would not want to work with someone that was all over the place or that didn't return phone calls or didn't, right. didn't return emails or because, the, you know, you don't want to, you know, just like an artist can get the reputation of being a diva. Yes. You know, an art, a manager can get the reputation of just not being good. Yeah. You know, not handling business. And, and that's like, that's the worst. So you don't have to mention the artist's name, but have you ever had that experience with an artist who you would just like, oh no, we, we obviously have come to a crossroad and I can't do this Absolutely. with you anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have to know when that time is, mm -hmm. you know, because if I'm not, if I, as a manager, am not producing for you, if I'm not helping you the way you um, thought I would, yeah. If I'm not responsive to you, um, you know, yes, there absolutely comes a, a a point where you say, you know, because it's like any relationship. Period. You know absolutely. when that relationship is working, and you know when it isn't working. That's right. That's right. You know, and and you have to be able to um, face that. You have to be able to come together and, and have that real hard talk conversation. Absolutely. Like any relationship, like, you know, I, you're great, but I just don't think this is working. Yeah. And that happens on both the management side and the artist side. You just yes. have to come to a point where, and hopefully you can, if you're going to part ways that you part amicably. Yes. You know, Absolutely. that you part as friends. And fortunately I've been so blessed in that, the relationships that haven't worked out, they've, we've, we're, we're, we're good friends. I love it. You know? I love it. Yeah. It's not a guarantee. Goodness knows. It's not a guarantee. Would you share with us, whether it's personal or um, business, what, what was a time in your life that you realized and you said, I have to tell myself I can mm -hmm. in order for this to take place, whatever the, this is. Well, you know what? I think that was when I um, made the transition to um, uh, to Atlantic Records when I was mm -hmm. running the division. You know, I went from working for a boss to being the boss. Yeah. And I, you know, that was one. I will say that was one. So that was like, okay, I can do this because this was my because I had all of the experience necessary. I mm -hmm. was at my job and I said yeah and I love jazz so this makes perfect sense but then there's another time when after having been at Atlantic for three years mm. they had a huge layoff and usually when a company lays off a lot of people they get rid of the ones that make the most money first <laughs> sure that sounds like uh even in even in t education yes gotta go so, yeah well, you know what? I think um, I was one of, they had three major layoffs and I was in one of them. Wow. And I was so blindsided by the layoff that, you know, I found myself without a job. I was like, wow, this is new. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. And and I I went through the emotion of, of not having a job and having worked in the industry for so many years. But over the years, so many artists had asked me to represent them. And I never could because I was working at a label. Right. So so I think one day I went through the emotion of not having a job. And then the next day I said, I'm starting my company. I love it. I, I love this. it. I love it. I yeah. said, I can do this. And that was what, 20 seven years ago or something. Yeah. You know, so yeah. that was, that was the time when I, I said to myself, you can, you can do this. Just step out on faith. I had a credit card and a, and a second bedroom. And that's what, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. My credit card financed it. And I sat in my office in my second bedroom and was just rolling. <laughs> you gotta be willing to take the risk. That's what I just heard with that. Like with the, having the credit card of knowing that, we have to invest in ourselves 
Yes. In order for us to reap the the benefits of whatever it might be. There are some other young women who are listening in right now and they're looking at you and they're thinking, oh my gosh, I can do this too. I mean, she took the risk. What is something that you would share with an individual who might be considering going into management, um, you know, being that they like to be in the background of things, but really they're, they're a huge part of the foreground, but they're making things happen for other people. It's such a selfless giving um, journey that you are in career, passion, profession. What would you share? You know, I would probably say, um, first of all, if you really want to do it, you have to feel it in your heart. You know, if you really, because it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. it's a lot of hours, it's a lot of work. And if you, if you're passionate about it, um, and, and you know, it, it's funny, you have to be okay with being behind the scenes because there's one star and that's your client. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what you do behind the scenes, you're behind the scenes. And, and that's something that, that sometimes I have found that, um, people want to get into it because they want to just be the star. They want to be side by side with their client in the limelight. And that's really not what it's all about. You know what I mean? So, so I would say be comfortable with being behind the scenes, be comfortable with not being patted on the back every time you do something and follow your passion. If that's what it is, then go for it. You have to work hard. Um, You can't be intimidated. You know, oh, 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 yes. It, listen, it's a tough gig. Mm-hmm. It's not something that if you don't have a thicker skin, it's just not going to work because that's just this industry. You know, Michelle, this industry is it will, will eat you alive. It will, it will chew you up and spit you out. You know, when you have the heart for it, if you don't have the temperament for it, then you, you it's not you should choose another uh, profession. Yeah, but it's a beautiful thing. I I get so much joy when I see my artists. Um, on stage performing or they're in the mm-hmm. studio recording or someone comes up to them and wants to take their picture or or give them a hug or whatever the case may be. That's where I get my joy from. Yeah. I get my joy. You know, when I know that my client is on stage and having an amazing performance because of the groundwork that I laid to make it easy for yes. them to do so, it makes me so happy. So I, I think that you really do have to be okay with that, you know, um, working hard and not expecting to be in the limelight because your, your, your reward is seeing your artist in the limelight. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, I love the fact that you just said that, you know, you get the joy off of knowing that, you know, when the artist is up there performing and they're enjoying themselves, the work that you did to allow that to happen, because we as artists, that's all we want. We really and truly just want to be able to create on stage right, right? and, you know, allow the other people who are working with and for us to, to handle that so that we have the opportunity right. to do that. It is so freeing. It yes. really is so freeing. The temperament, it's so easy to see how all of these people are connected with you. Oh, uh, honestly, because you all you all share a, a very similar energy, and that's what makes this thing, at least from the outside looking in, yeah, it makes it work, and it's it beautiful. is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. It works, when it works, it really works, and it's a beautiful feeling, you know. And I love working with all of my clients. I mm-hmm. love, you know, Matthew's just a joy. Yes. And his family is just a joy. They are beautiful people. Queens are just beautiful. They're beautiful. They're talented. They're dynamic sisters. I mean, I just, I have been just, you know, so blessed. My other clients as well. You probably know Kiana Faircloth from the DC area. I do not. She's um, actually, she's a radio and television personality. She was on WFW and for years and now she's up in in, in, uh, New, in New Jersey on the uh, WBGO and doing a bunch of other things. And it's the same thing, you know, with her, we just clicked Love immediately. It. And and my, you know, all of them, my, Vanessa Rubin, my, yes, other, Vanessa. my other clients. Yeah, I mean, all of them. Yeah. I, mean, I just feel so honored 
to um, be working with my clients. It's just been, it's, and I've been blessed my entire career, even though there have been times when the relationships haven't worked, I've still had wonderful relationships with my clients. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, and I, I really strive to, to build that kind of a rapport with, with my clients. And I'm so glad that you said that because that's what people need to know and to remember. It is about building relationships. I, I, I said this probably a million times, but years ago I had um, a, a mentor share with me uh, when I was in my undergraduate years at Howard uh, University and shared that people don't really care, Michelle, about you know you getting up there and you doing the singing. They want to know you. Build the relationship with the people. Right. And that's that's the main thing. They they want to just share. They want to feel that there's another connection outside of, you know, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Right. And um, you know, well, that's that's what makes things tick. I mean, as an artist, I think it's important because folks spend their money to come see you. Yes. And they just want to be able to take a picture or yes. you know, shake your hand yes. or, you know, say hello. And yes. it's about building that rapport because once you have a fan, you have a fan for life. For life, for life, you know? yeah. And I think it's so important that artists spend a little bit of time and you don't have to spend a lot of time, but oftentimes it's just stepping out of your dressing room and just saying hi to the people that are waiting, you know, to, to take your picture or what have you. I mean, and we try to, you know, if there's there are a lot of people, of course, we try and make sure that that's you know maintained. You know, we're not going to stay out there forever. But at the same time, once you allow them in just a little bit, you have a fan for life. They'll you around. They'll buy your music. They'll, they'll they'll do. They'll they're there for you. Absolutely, Michelle. How can people, if you want people to get in contact with you, how can they reach out to you? Maybe they have some other questions. Uh, maybe they want to consider uh, building this relationship with you. Uh, how can they do that? Well, I would probably say the best thing to do would be to, and it seems very impersonal, but I prefer mm-hmm. this because I'm so busy. Yes. Go on the website, passionmusicgroup.net, and there is a contact. Uh, there's, you know, there's contact information there. And just, um, you can, you know, fill out the form, tell me what it is you'd like, you know, if you want to connect, that kind of thing, because it's it's always better to start there at least. Absolutely. You know, it's so many emails throughout the day, so many calls, it's always best to just start there because that comes directly in and we review everything and then, you know, I would be able to, to get back. Love it. I just passion threw music. I just threw that up passionmusicgroup.net yes. to all of the wonderful musies who have joined right now to those of you who will join later I'm believing and trusting that all of this great wealth of information that uh, we were sharing today that you'll digest it in your on your own time and that perhaps you might need some management looking forward to it and your uh, questions have been answered or at least addressed Oh, uh, yeah, beautiful. I'm hoping and believing so. And, um, you know, you have a contact uh, information to find out some more and feel free to always write your questions to the muses behind the music yes. on Facebook, on IG, on uh, where else are we on YouTube, wherever there you fabulous. are. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle, awesome. for what you do. This is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so glad you were able to do it, Michelle. I am. Now, Michelle, you spelled your name. You spell your name. I know it was not your fault, but you spell it with the two L's. <laughs> Isn't that the only way? I mean, you you know, I'll, because we're friends, I'll let you slide. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really Michelle with two L's, quite honestly. <laughs> the one L's, we're very special people. <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, all Michelle's are special people. Period. <laughs> Period. As my kids at school say, that's on per. I don't know what that means. Somebody said that out there. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Musies, for joining us this Thanks, evening. Thanks, everyone. Yes. Joy. I will see and talk to you real soon in a couple weeks. Matthew yes, Whitaker concert at Lincoln Theater, October 15th. October 15th. I'll be there. Looking forward to it. Thank Bless you. Bless so me to you all. Thank Please. you. Blessings. Music. Music. Music.